Welcome to Yoga Wisdom. Questions about how to live your yoga in daily life answered by Integral Yoga founder Sri Swami Sachidananda. So, in the very nature, you see this dualities and the neutral point, klishta klishta, hmm? huh? painless and painful. Huh? Is that not so? Hmm? You, are, you are reading Patanjali Yoga Sutra, surely. One is painful, one is painless. Right in the middle, if you understand, there is gain. So there is gain and pain, side by side. That's why we say, no pain, no gain. So a yogi is supposed to understand these three things. The central, neutral position, the balanced state and then know how to use it and how not to use it. You may call it sattva rajasthamas. Sattva tranquility. Tamas. Rajas. All activity. You have all the three gunas here. Chitta-vritti-nirodham is the central point. Mind is serene. What is the very nature of mind? It, of course, the Bhagavad-gītā says, manas-chanchalam-astiram. The nature of mind is to get tossed constantly. Eh? Vayurnavamivambasi. That's like a boat in the water, constantly being tossed. But it need not be. Why should the water get tossed? Because there is wind. In a windless place, will the water get tossed? Will it create waves? Mind is like a lake of water, filled with clear water. One of the great uh, South Indian saints, Swami from Tiruppurur, hmm, has sung beautiful praise to gods. Some of you might be from South. Huh? Anybody from South? Tamil knowing, good. He says, and he praises Lord, the experience he wants to attain is Alayillada Sagaram Bol, Anilam Sera Vilakkadu Bol, Arunkal Irumpun Samamagayana Tarasin Nuniyadu Bol, Nilayondriya Nat Samadhi Utru. 
I want that kind of samādhi. What is that? Waveless sea. Mind is like that. To understand this, let us take another example. Take a bowl of water, filled with water. You know, in those days before they invented mirror, you might have seen it even in some cinemas and other stories. The royal queens used to see their face on the bowl of water or oil to make their makeups. You know that? That was the thing used for mirror. One day she was just looking at her face. The face was so beautiful because the bowl was still there, no waves at all. As she was looking at, she had a nice beautiful flower here, or here, I don't know where she had it, eh? I forgot. Eh? Somehow the flower dropped into the bowl. What happened to the bowl of water? Hmm? It created waves. Could she still see her face clearly? Huh? She became horrible. Oh, something happened to my face. She yelled and cried and wanted to go run to your doctor. Would you do that? Huh? Why not? Because you don't see the face clearly. It's a disturbed face. Huh? So what would you do to see the face again well? Huh? Make the water calm. Huh? How would you make the water calm? Take an iron and... Huh? Or just put your hand and straighten it out? Huh? You got it. Huh? That's what. Don't drop anything more. <laughs> <laughs> Stop dropping, wait. Hmm? It comes back to its normal level. Hmm? Then you see the face again clearly in its original nature. Hmm? Huh. That's what Bhagavan Patanjali said. If you make your mental mirror vritti less, tata swarub, tata drashtahu swarupevasthanam. Huh? At that point, drashtu, the one, the seer, who is looking at the bowl, sees, huh? himself or herself huh? in its original, in his original nature. Hmm? If you transfer this example to go within you, your mind is that bowl of water. The water is the mental stuff, the chitta. 
and anything that drops into the chitta creates waves whether it is a stone or a piece of clay or gold even a diamond creates better waves huh so everything that falls into the chitta lake will create wave and what is it that falls into the chitta i want it that means every time you create a want you have created a dent in the water you understand that all right you will understand a, a, a pure horizontal line you can say balanced huh? straight line to create a wave in that straight line how would you do you draw a tip and then make a crest huh? that's a wave is it not huh? so in the horizontal line if you drop something it creates a depression Hmm? and as it creates a depression it displaces the water equivalent to the depression upside side by the side of it that means you call it a crest so if it creates 3 inch depression it creates a 3 inch crest so a depression and a crest is what you call a wave hmm now the depression is caused by dropping something into now you dropped a want into your mind what have you done to your mind a depression that's why you say oh i am depressed you use the same term i am depressed why oh that fellow didn't give me what i want you blame that fellow but you don't admit that i wanted something you try to put the blame on somebody for your depression he did not put anything into your mind you did it yourself but again you want to put the blame oh no no me when you run closing your eyes you tumble onto a stone and when it hits your stone you bleed and if somebody asks you what happened oh the stone hit me <laughs> don't you say sir huh? the stone hit you huh? you are comfortably sitting at your home the stone came there and hit you huh? you hit the stone the stone was comfortably sitting there you went and hit the stone now you blame the stone the stone hit me that's human nature the nail pricked me i didn't prick the nail so you try to put the blame on somebody for your depression bhagwan patanjali says no nobody is to be blamed you want it you got it <laughs> only the north americans will know that <laughs> you created a want that's why raise above the wants don't create such thoughts that would put depression in your mind because once you put the want 
it creates a depression and to fulfill the want you use the very same term huh? i have to fulfill my desire is it not so why because you have created a hollow space you are here to fulfill it and the effort that you put to fulfill it is what you call the crest now when the effort is over what happens the crest was chopped off and tumbled down into the depression and what happened now there's no depression no crest we have come back to the same old barren state that's why first you wanted it then you worked hard you got it then you say hi god i am happy now before you wanted it you were happy huh then by wanting it you destroyed your own happiness then by while working you still destroyed your happiness but when you fulfilled your effort you got back your happiness ha huh. so the thing did not give you happiness the mere thought of the thing created unhappiness in you and then the mere thought that oh, i got it made you happy again dhyayate vishayan pumsah sangaste shupajayate huh? is it not so mere thinking boy the whole world is tossed by that mere thinking simply you think and you have ruined your life oh boy then how can i be without thinking i am a thinking being can i live without thinking huh? is it possible hmm i'm asking you is it possible to live without thinking huh you have to think even not to think you have to think <laughs> if somebody ask you i am trying not to think huh? what is that you are thinking i'm thinking how not to think even that is a thinking so how can we stay away from thinking there is a secret there is two kind of thinking one kind of thinking will create depression in your mind another kind of thinking will not affect your mind at all it simply floats over our nerve has two kinds of desires a thinking is a desire or two kinds of wants one want will create depression another want will not create any depression will not affect the mind at all aha what are those two different kinds the one kind of want that creates depression is what you call a selfish thought i want it for my sake ichami aham aham i want it for my sake mamaha ahankara mamakara i and me another one i want it but not for my sake for everybody selfless if i get it i'll give it to them if i don't get it well god did not give me it's all right see selfless want so 
if your wants are not based on your selfishness they will never affect your mind but if your want is based on even a little bit of selfishness it's going to affect you the minute you begin to think of that it has affected your mind i think the time is up huh <laughs> oh, I see. Huh? Why? You have a timekeeper, eh? Okay. Well, what you call time is Thai me. T I Thai M E me. We are all tied by time. <laughs> okay, I'll try to finish it within that fifteen minutes. Now we are in trouble. How to think and still not disturb? What is the difference between selfless thinking and selfish thinking? I said. the minute you begin to think of something for your sake which is a selfish thought you started affecting your mind the example the minute swamiji maharaj asked me to come and address you this evening if i had encountered a thought i can go talk to them and i should really use nice words eh? something new that so far they have not heard and at the end they should simply roar with applause and i'll be super happy a thought just a thought would you call this a service to you when i am serving talking to you Hmm? But in the strictest sense, no, because I am I am here to get something from you, an applause, huh? Oh, the Swami Ji did well. Huh? Even a little praise, even a little thank you. Hmm? So if I had come with that intention, I would be. looking here and there for the right words how to use and i will be watching everybody's face who is really getting inspired will i get the applause or not even while talking my mind will be working some people are just sitting quietly without any expression in the face <laughs> so my mind will be working am i going to get the applause or not and still i have to keep talking because i have come here to talk no so partially part of my mind is giving you a talk part of my mind is worrying whether i'll get the applause or not right that means i am not doing a whole hearted job here huh? and that's what you call a half hearted job 
another half is already worrying. That's not karma kausala. Huh? Because it has become a selfish act then. That means I am trying to give you something to get something in return. So I am not serving you, I am doing business with you. <laughs> to give, to get. <laughs> if I really see you are not appreciating my talk, as minutes go by, I lose interest in talking. Oh, I don't seem to appreciate my talk. Why to waste my energy on these people? Sometimes I may even begin to get. Yeah, not that intelligent. <laughs> That's why they are not appreciating. I may even put you down because I am not getting what I want from you. Huh? All these troubles start because I expect something in return. Instead, well, Swamiji Maharaj, all of a sudden, I didn't expect this. He just asked me. I said, all right. I accepted this as a command. Gurudev's command. I am here. I am simply sharing with what I have. I am not even giving you anything. I am not teaching you anything. I am simply saying, this is me. If there is anything good, take it. Otherwise, spit it out and go. Finish it. If you have not gotten anything by my coming, you won't blame me. You will blame the Swamiji. Why do you bring these kind of people here, Swamiji, and wasting our time? <laughs> You could have continued saying something. I don't need to be worried about it. Eh? And that's right. If you do things without any expectation, you are carefree. You are free from any kind of anxiety, any kind of expectation. So your mind is serene and just you do what you can within your capacity and leave it there. That means you are above profit and loss, praise and blame. Sita Ushna Suga Dukkha Samaha Sangha Vivarjitaha Tulya Ninda Astutir Mauni Santushto Yena Kena Chit. Who is the Sita Pragyan? That equanimity must be maintained. The one who is not affected by these dualities. Duality means up and down, wave, a depression and a crest. That's duality. Pleasure, pain, profit, loss, heat, cold, friend, foe. That is the true sign of a yogi. You have to develop that. It is for that we are here. Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. For more information on Sri Swami Satchidananda and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at integralyoga.org.